0: Welcome back into my home and we're here because of the nature of today's message and that will become clearer near the end. But before we delve into God's word, let us take a moment to pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pure and blameless in your sight, O Lord, our strength. And our Redeemer. Amen. I wonder how you responded to the news this week about the extra restrictions. I wonder how you felt as we awaited that news being released. I suspect there's a a broad range of reaction and feeling associated with what we've heard. And many of us may have a sense that the crisis continues, that these unprecedented days have carried now beyond six months and their end. Well, we just don't know when that will be. In the midst of it all, we might be asking, where is God? What's he up to? And these are questions and emotions that the people of God across the ages have felt and asked. Indeed, David, who wrote the psalm we read today, he was in a crisis for he faced people who were bent on doing evil towards him, ready to go to war, ready to show savagery and devour him like a pack of wild beasts, ready to pounce and bring him low. David faced his own crisis and we face ours, each just as life-threatening, each just as potentially unsettling. Yet I'm struck by David's posture, his reaction, the emotions that flow through him, for twice he speaks of his confidence. He says, though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the midst of his crisis, David still has a confidence, a feeling of security. I wonder if we do. I wonder where or to whom we go when life seems too much to handle. Is it a spouse or a close friend, a trusted advisor or parents even? I'm sure David was surrounded by all such people, yet his confidence comes from another source. His confidence comes from another relationship. It comes from his intimate relationship with God. Notice what David says in verse 1. The Lord is my light and salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? David knows God, but in a very relational way. This is not simply head knowledge, information about God, but rather it is a reality that David knows for himself. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. At the heart of biblical faith is not a list of rules nor expectation of duty, but a relationship with the living God. And David draws upon what he knows of God as he faces this crisis. So he says, the Lord is my light. The Lord dispels the darkness of fear. The Lord lights the way ahead. The light of his presence and love allow life, hope, faith to be revived and helped to flourish. But the Lord is also my salvation, the one who can deliver me and rescue me. And the Lord is also my stronghold, the stronghold of his life, that place of security. In the Lord then, David receives protective presence and care. And it is this very relationship which allows David to maintain a confidence without fear, but also without minimizing the realities either. I wonder, do you have that confidence? In the midst of our crisis, in the midst of whatever crisis you may be individually facing, is there a quiet confidence in who God is? God doesn't promise to fix all our problems now. And yet the Lord's people over the centuries have affirmed his unchanging nature, that in him they have found light and salvation and a place of refuge, a stronghold. Even in the greatest and darkest of times, I wonder do you share in that? Or do you want to share in that? C.S. Lewis tells of his experience standing in a dark shed on a sunny day, though through a chink. In the wall, a sunbeam probed its way into the dark interior of the shed. And Lewis suggests it is two quite different things. To look at the beam of light and how it interacts with the dark, illuminating only a small part of the shed. Or to step into the light and look along the beam to its source. If you want to share in the confidence of David, you need to come into the light. The light that comes from a relationship with God, a relationship that we pursue and invest time in, a relationship that is personal to you and not confined to four walls on a Sunday morning. Because when we step into the light and seek the Lord, Although it may be dark within the walls of our shed, although our very lives may be dark, there is still light and it bathes our whole perspective when we look to its source. I wonder, are you someone who's looking in from the side, do you see that beam of light, but... You're simply looking on. Maybe you see it in another's life. Maybe you see it in the scriptures, but this relationship with God, this knowledge of God is external to you. It's not your experience. If that's you, how can we change that reality? How can we step into the light? Well, let's turn to David's example once more. He writes, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. In these verses of his psalm, David gives us a window into how he pursues this relationship with God. And we see there a prayerful waiting, a prayerful seeking of the Lord. David does this by spending time in the presence of God, which for him at his particular point in history, meant going to the central place of worship, the tabernacle. So David would seek the presence of God in a prayerful way by giving time to this. But in that time, David would also gaze on the beauty of the Lord. And this is language which speaks of a steady, sustained focus rather than a one-time glimpse. And during this time, instead of asking the Lord for things, David would be praising and admiring and enjoying God for who God is. David finds God captivating, not just useful for getting stuff. So in spending time with the Lord in prayer, resting in his presence and appreciating who he is, David cultivates confidence, a contentment which carried him through many a crisis. Again, I wonder, does this describe us? Is this part of our prayer life? Do we know how to slow down and wait in the presence of God? Wait in such a manner that we enjoy him? It could be argued, based on the Lord's Prayer, that this is where we should start. For Jesus said to pray, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In one line, Jesus echoes David. For in these familiar words, we often which we often rush past, we call to mind who God is. And we hallow him. We admire, we enjoy, we praise him. But unlike David, we don't need a temple or a sacred place. Because Jesus in his death made a way for us to come directly to God whenever, wherever. And in the sending of the Holy Spirit, we are enabled to know God and meet with God. Indeed, Jesus would say, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. You know him for he lives with you and will be in you. At the heart of biblical faith is a direct immediate relationship with God, where you can relate to him as the perfect father and so share in the confidence of David. I want to give you now the prayer for this week. A prayer that my own minister Kenny Borthwick shared in a parish magazine some eight years ago, yet it has stuck with me ever since and I keep turning to it, especially in the hard times, and I can do that because it's only one line. It reads, Abba, beloved Father, I belong to you. I am Your son. And I bring you. Great joy. My encouragement to you this week. Is to take five minutes each day. And pray this line. Talk with God about each word. Talk with him about the words you find hard. Talk with him about the wonderful reality. That is captured in these words. Also Can I encourage you to pray it out loud? In our Psalm, David said, hear my voice when I call Lord. David spoke out and there is something powerful, life-giving when we pray directly to God and speak out. I'm not asking you to do it in front of people, but the things we believe and hold dear are the things we put into words. And the same is true in our relationship with God. So I encourage you to try speaking out this prayer this week. And so why don't we take a moment to pray this together? And I'm going to move to a more comfortable seat to do that. So here we are in my living room, in the seat. I sit in each morning to spend time with God. And from time to time I'll use that line. But I'll also use it when I'm out walking Hector in the woods and fields. So use it where you see fit. Use it where you need and want to connect with God. And I'm gonna pray this just now because sometimes we need to try things out or see other people try things out before we maybe feel able to give it a shot. Because it's really not hard this prayer. So let us pray just now. Let us pray. Abba, beloved Father, I belong to you. I am your son and I bring you great joy. Abba, beloved Father, I belong to you. I am your son and I bring you great joy. Abba, how amazing Lord that that you, the God of the whole universe, invites me to call you Abba, Father God, Daddy God, that you desire this, this intimate, personal relationship with me. my moments in this day, Lord, when when I'm going to find it hard, help me to turn to you, Abba. Help me to know your presence, your affirmation, your love. Abba, I ask that you would give me your spirit as we were praying last week from Ephesians, that I might know the length and breadth and height and depth of your love in fuller measure. Please help me, Abba, to know more of your love, for I ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. So I just focused on one word there. You can do it literally for every word, marveling at the invitation of God. This prayer is based on the scriptures and obviously if you are female, then change son for daughter. I encourage you to pick son or daughter rather than child because I feel it, it really gives it a different nuance. But feel free to, to experiment. It doesn't have to be fixed. So we are invited into this personal relationship with God. And following the example of David, let us be a people who seek who gaze upon the beauty of the Lord by enjoying him and being in his presence. May it be so. Amen. We close our time together with our final hymn, And Can It Be?